Today's second reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. You can follow along, I believe, on page 58 of your Red Pew Bible. It's a familiar story with a good message for us today. Listen now for God's word to you and to me. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats. He saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of the boats and were washing and mending their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then Jesus sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so much they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken in. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The word of the Lord. Preacher Fred Craddock tells of the time that he went, visited an unfamiliar grocery store to buy one item, a jar of peanut butter. He was in a hurry, and he knew the store was huge, and he knew he could end up wasting a lot of time looking for the peanut butter. So when he spied a young woman casually pushing her cart at a comfortable stroll, he thought to himself, That looks like someone who knows their way around. I'll ask her. Excuse me, he said. Could you direct me to where I can find the peanut butter? The woman jerked around, gave him a hard look, and said, Are you trying to hit on me? (laughs) Craddock said, No, no, um, I'm just looking for peanut butter. She shook her head, and he wisely walked away. A few moments later, Craddock saw a store employee who directed him to the correct aisle. After he had gotten the peanut butter, of course, you know what happened next. He got in line, and who was there right next to him but the same woman. She looked at him, looked at the jar in his hand, and said, Ah, you were looking for peanut butter. Craddock said, That's, that is what I told you. Well, she replied, well, nowadays, you just can't be too careful. To which Craddock responded with, yes, 
you can. There are times when it's important to be careful. Shaving first thing in the morning. Take your time. <laughs> Teaching your kids to look both ways before they cross the street. It's important to be careful. Checking twice to make sure you're taking the right medication, the right dosage at the right time. That's important. Be careful. No texting while driving. Be careful. In situations like these, no one would recommend carelessness. But when it comes to following Christ, when it comes to taking Jesus seriously, we are rarely, if ever, called to be careful. Today's gospel story tells of the call of the first disciples. As the story goes, a group of fishermen are going about their work, they're doing their thing, and this itinerant preacher, this itinerant teacher, asks if he can borrow their boats to get a little distance from the crowds that have gathered around him, but also to get some amplification from the water. Why not, they respond. The fishing hasn't been too good anyway. Go ahead, take the boat. And so he does, and he teaches by the seashore, and as he's finishing up and the people are leaving, he invites the fishermen to get back into their boats and take their boats out into the deep water, away from shore. And when they get out to the deep water, he asks them, he invites them, he calls them to cast their nets. They're skeptical, they're professionals after all, but they humor Jesus, he seems like a nice guy, and they venture out of the shallows into the deep, drop their nets, and they end up catching so many fish they have to call their friends to come help, and their boats begin to sink. Now when Peter experiences this miracle, when he sees the power of Jesus, he responds with astonishment and humility, begging Jesus to move away from him, to leave him be, because he is a sinful man. But Jesus is not hearing any of it. He will have none of it. Instead of pushing Peter away, he invites him to come even closer. He invites him to trade the messiness of fishing for the messiness of getting involved personally and meaningfully with God's people. From now on, Peter, you're going to fish for people. Drew Dudley is a leadership coach who teaches in nearly every lecture he gives the importance of what he calls everyday leadership. The concept of everyday leadership for Drew came to him following an encounter on his very last day of college. Drew was walking across campus for one last time when a student walked up to him and said, I heard today that you were graduating, and before you do, I wanted to tell you that I remember the day I met you because meeting you changed my life. She went on. It was the first day of college four years ago. The day before classes, she was in a hotel room with her parents. Maybe you've been there with your children, and she was terrified. She broke down in tears, convinced that she wasn't ready, wasn't capable to do the task before her. Fortunately, her parents were great about it. They told her, look, Let's just go tomorrow, give it a shot. But if any point, if at any point tomorrow you feel overwhelmed and think you can't do it, that's fine. We'll take you home. We'll get back in the car. We can try again later. We love you, they said, no matter what. Well, the next day, 
she was standing in line with her parents and all those other parents and children waiting to register for classes. It's a great, beautiful, weird moment. And she looked around at the other students and their parents and this feeling of overwhelm came over her. She felt totally inadequate, unprepared. She knew at that moment, she knew she just couldn't do it. She wasn't ready for this. She turned at that moment to tell her parents of her decision when she saw Drew Dudley walk out of the student union wearing the stupidest hat she'd ever seen, holding a poster advertising or promoting a student-run nonprofit, and holding in his arm, of all things, a bucket of lollipops. Well, Drew walked right up to her, right to where she stood in line, turned to the student next to her, and gave him a lollipop and said to him, you need to give a lollipop to this beautiful woman standing right next to you. The student was so embarrassed that he turned bright red. He couldn't even look at the woman, but he, but he gave her the lollipop, and she took it. At which point, Dudley got this very serious look on his face and looked to the woman's parents and said, look at that, first day away from home, and she's already taking candy from a stranger. At 20 feet in every direction, everyone burst out laughing. And in that moment, surrounded by strangers who were all laughing together, the woman realized, I got this. I can do this. And she did. She registered for classes. She stayed in school. She graduated, and she ended up dating and marrying the man who gave her the lollipop. I know, it's pretty cute. And on his last day, she sought Drew Dudley out to thank him for changing her life. Even though you may not have known it, she said, you've been incredibly important to me. Thank you. Now, when the young woman told Drew this story, a story that changed her life, he was astonished, a bit embarrassed, in fact, to admit that he had no memory whatsoever of the encounter. A simple moment of kindness and grace had changed her life and had passed through his brain. In that moment, that realization is why he's made it his life's mission to teach people about everyday leadership. Drew uses this story to invite people to think of their own lollipop moment. That moment when someone said or did something that fundamentally changed their life for the better, when the willingness of another person to take a risk and reach out, to set aside careful and meaningfully meaningfully engage you, made all the difference. Back to those fishermen. When he tells them to put their boats out into the deep water, he's not talking about the depth of the water. The Greek word here, translated to deep water, stirs up images of a primordial sea of chaos and uncertainty. When he invites them to put your nets out in the deep water, he is inviting them to participate in the messiness of life, of life with God and God's people. We know it's true, we forget. You know, God does command us to to take rest, to pause, But God has never been in the business of calling people from chaos to stability, from uncertainty 
to comfort. I mean, committing to unconditional love, committing to unilateral forgiveness, committing to radical hospitality draws us out into the deep, chaotic waters, not the wading pool. Because the deep water, the chaos, the confusion, that's where people live. That's where we're going to encounter God's people who are fragile and vulnerable and longing to be changed, who might just change us as well. Chances are you have already been the catalyst for someone's lollipop moment because each of you have the capacity to impact another person's life. You have the capacity to love people in a way that will change their trajectory. This past month, whether you've realized it or not, this past month, you have been part of a lollipop moment for me. I was terrified to tell you I was leaving. And you have been so incredibly gracious. You, through simple acts of kindness, even if you were faking it, Through kindness and compassion, you changed the trajectory of my life. You have been the unconditional love of God. Whether we know it or not, whether we accept it or not, we all have what it takes to be a catalyst for someone else's lollipop moment. Because God has called us Just as God called Vivian, God has called us to be disciples, which I take to mean that God has simply called us to get involved personally and meaningfully with all of God's people, not in the shallow waters, but out in the deep water, chaotic water, the messy water, where, let's be honest, most of us, if not all of us, actually live. Drew Dudley calls this capacity everyday leadership because he wants people to stop thinking of leadership as something only a certain group of people can do. He wants everyone to believe they are capable of the kind of moment that can change someone's life for the better. I mean, the Bible is filled with stories of people doing just that, responding to God's call, interacting with others, and changing the course of an entire nation or a people. Throughout the scripture, God chooses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Abraham and Sarah, Eli and Esther, David and Solomon, Ruth and Naomi, Amos and Jonah, Elizabeth and Zechariah, Mary and Joseph, Peter and James and John, they were a mess. And Mary and Martha, and the list goes on and on, right up to here, now, to each and every one of you sitting in this sanctuary. We are a people, I believe, we are a people called to join the sacred work of spreading God's love and forgiveness. And people don't need God's love and forgiveness in the shallow water. They're, they're okay there. They need to hear it out in the deep water. And to get out in the deep water, we have to get involved personally and meaningfully and sometimes awkwardly and painfully with God's people. In his poem, That Sweet Moon Language, the poet Hafiz writes, Admit something. Everyone you see, you say to them, Love me. Of course, you do not say this out loud. Otherwise, someone would call the cops. 
Still, though, think about this, this great pull in us to connect. Why not become the one who lives with the full moon in each eye that is always saying with that sweet moon language what every other eye in the world is dying to hear? With so much division, so much separation, so much ignorance, so much confusion, so much shame, so much pain. More than ever, the world needs people who are willing to get wet, to go out in the deep water, to go where it's chaotic and messy, where so many people are waiting to be caught up in the good news of God's love. That's what it means to catch people. It means to tell them they are loved and claimed by God. For the disciples, this calling wasn't always easy. The people weren't always eager or ready or willing to hear or receive the good news of God's love. The resistance they met at times was overwhelming, and I'm sure it was often heartbreaking. But the disciples could always return to this moment, this lollipop moment, this undeniable, deeply impactful encounter with the living God, a moment, a singular moment that inspired them to step out into the unknown, to leave everything behind, to leap before they looked, to abandon careful and respond with enthusiasm. Here I am. Send me. Yes, we will go and fish for people. My wife's first Sunday was today. She's already preached her first sermon there. And as we were wrestling with this passage this week, we started tossing back and forth a sermon. She'd write a few pages. I'd edit it. She'd ignore my edits. I'd edit it. No, I'm kidding. We'd tossed it back and forth and wrote, and we ended up almost preaching not the exact same sermon, but the same message. And I think it's important to realize that what she wanted to say to her people as she began her work with them, and what I want to say to you as I near the end of my work with you is, is basically the same thing. We want to go out, we want you to go out into the deep water where the people are. We want you to abandon careful and safe and calm and the known so we can discover, so you can discover together the transformation and the joy that comes when we claim our identity as God's beloved disciples and reaffirm that identity in other people who desperately need to hear that they too are loved and claimed by God. We both believe, I believe, you believe, I think, that when it comes to fishing for people, when it comes to changing people's lives, when it comes to being transformed, when it comes to telling people they are loved, you really can be too careful. Hallelujah and amen.